To bring something back to life is a big deal. When we pray for revival, we acknowledge that something has died and we need God's Spirit to bring life again. The cry, revive me, is a prayer that arises in desperation. Welcome to First 15, where we listen to God and we respond to His Word in a personal way. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. All of us are followers here. We're listening to God's Word, and we're letting it shape us as we learn to respond to Him using the words of Scripture itself. We welcome our new listeners, invite you to subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast provider. We're praying through the Psalms, and we're near the end of Psalm 119, the longest and deepest look at loving God's law. We've been exploring many of the 22 sections of Psalm 119. The 20th and 21st letters in Hebrew are Resh and Sheen. So every verse that we're listening to today starts with one of those letters. The limits imposed by this kind of discipline, having to start eight lines with the same letter, while advancing an overall theme and building it to a finish, it produces some amazing God-inspired poetry. The intent of our podcast is to apply the truth of God's message beyond the first 15 minutes to the rest of our life. We follow a four-step process. You can find details of that at wordofprayer.com. The 16 verses of Psalm 119 we'll listen to and pray today have two distinct points of focus. The first repeats the request, Revive me, three times, while the second one emphasizes love, rejoicing, and praise. Let's listen now to Psalm 119, verses 153 to 168. You see my affliction. Rescue me, so I will not forget your teaching. Plead my case for me, and ransom me. With your spoken word, revive me. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they do not seek your statutes. Your loving mercies are great, Yahweh. Revive me according to your judgments. Many are my pursuers and adversaries, but I don't turn from your testimonies. I look at the treacherous, and I feel grieved that they do not honor your word. You see that I love your precepts. Yahweh, revive me according to your steadfast love. The sum of your word is truth, and all your righteous judgments are forever. Now, the sheen stanza, verses 161 through 168. Princes have persecuted me without cause, but I stand in awe of your word. I rejoice at your spoken word like one who finds great spoil. Falsehood I hate and abhor, but I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you because of your righteous judgments. Great peace comes to those who love your teaching. There is nothing that makes them stumble. I wait on your salvation, Yahweh, and I do your commands. I kept your testimonies, and I love them greatly. I've kept your instructions and your testimonies, for all my ways are before you. As we listen 
to these words, it's very clear that God is powerfully able to revive things that are dead or near dead. This stanza, especially the first one, Resh, calls on God three times, revive me. The threat is serious. The situation is grave. And the cry answers that challenge. Bring me back to life, God. First of all, in verse 153, it says, You see my affliction. Then it amplifies it and says, Many are my pursuers and adversaries, my enemies. Verse 157. And then a third time, I see the treacherous. Verse 158. And so out of this threat, this danger, this deadly situation, the cry goes up to God, Give me life. Revive me. Verses 154, 156, and then 159. So, when we cry out to God, revive me, it's not just asking for a, a faith to be revived alone. Sometimes it's literally, I feel like I'm dying here. I feel like I'm near the edge of death. God, bring me back to life. That's how serious the threat is. There's also a stark contrast in this stanza between non-followers and the devoted. So for those who don't follow God, it says, they don't seek your statutes, verse 155. And then it repeats, and they don't keep your word, verse 158. So that's the camp of non-followers. And then on the other side are the devoted. I don't forget God's teaching, verse 153, and I don't turn from his testimonies, 157. It's out of that assurance that I know where I stand. I know that I have, I have chosen God's side. I have chosen his word as my truth that I'm going to take my stand on. And it's out of that confidence that I can call on God. It's also because I know there are people dead set against these truths, against this life. And that's why I call on God to judge. I call on God to make a decision, make a distinction here, and move in favor of his justice. God sees. Hagar in Genesis 16:13 called on God as El Roi. That's Hebrew and it says the God who sees me. Well the same word is used twice in this stanza as the lead word, as the first word in two different lines. Roi, which is you see. God you see, verse 153 and 159 which echoes to us Genesis 16:3, you are the God who sees. So in the first one, in verse 153, God sees our afflictions, just as he saw Israel suffering in Egypt, and he was concerned. He decided to move in favor of his people and rescue them from oppression, from slavery in Egypt. But that's not the only thing God sees. God also sees our devotion, verse 159. And 
it doesn't compare to his devotion to us, his loyal love, his covenant love. God, you see my devotion, but it's because of your faithful, steadfast covenant love that I trust in you to move and to resolve the situation, to revive me, to bring me back to life. The second stanza, verses 161 to 168, really emphasize this truth to keep rejoicing and praising God. Verse 162 says, I rejoice at your word. I love your law. Verse 163. And then in the next verse, 164, it says, Seven times a day I praise you because of your righteous judgments. What happens as we turn to God and we rejoice and we choose to praise Him? Well, great peace or shalom comes to those who love God's law. Verse 165 says, and then the last two verses of the stanza have the emphasis on keeping God's word. They both start with that word, shamer, in Hebrew, which is part of sheen. This is part of the acrostic, but they both start with that word keep. God, I have kept your testimonies, and I love them greatly. Verse 167. And then to underscore that, I have kept your precepts and your testimonies, for all my ways are before you. 168. We keep God's word, but in the end, it's really God who keeps us. Pray with me now, please. God, you see me. You know the condition of my heart. Revive me. Bring faith alive and bring me back from the brink. I plead for your salvation. I love your word and I praise you. I rejoice in your truth and I reject falsehood and lies. Seven times a day, I praise you for your righteous word. Help me keep your word. Amen. The cry for revival comes from a heart that is desperate for God. Rejoicing and praise arise in a heart hungry for God. In one way or another, God is speaking to your heart today, and he gives you the words to use in response. How are you going to apply these words today? Pray your own prayer that arises in these words and make it your own. Write out the verses and meditate on the words. Take one of these verses that speaks in a powerful way and repeat it today. Reflect on it and look for revival and praise. I encourage you to support our podcast through our Patreon page. You can also get a copy of God Help Me Grow, Learning to Pray Through the Psalms on Amazon. It's available in print or as an ebook. Both the book and the Patreon page are linked in our show notes. May God revive us and cause us to rejoice in Him today.